Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live. I am your host, Viz, and today we are joined by the writers, directors from VHS 99, Maggie Levin, Johannes Roberts, and Flying Lotus. Now, VHS 99 is premiering exclusively on Shudder October 20th. I want to welcome all three of you for being on the show today. How y'all doing? Y'all excited? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the movie is, uh, what, less than a week away. Uh, and as we were talking about before we went, you know, recording here, this is a wild, wacky ride that this film takes you on. So let's go ahead and get started. Let's start with uh, with Fly Low. Is it? That is what they call you, right? Yeah, Fly Low? <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. All right. So Fly Low, as opposed to the previous VHS films, uh, this movie starts and ends with segments. There's no sort of start uh, narrative that combines the segments together. Uh, was it a consensus to go that route to basically make the film from start to finish one segment to another? Uh, there's, there was in the beginning, I think the idea was to have, yeah, there'd be just the kind of tape over effect through the whole piece. And then I think near the, near the editing of the whole thing, I think they got Tyler McIntyre to create some cool stop motion animations to throw in to kind of tie things together to his segment. Uh, so there is, there is a thread. I don't know if you caught it this time, but it's, it's definitely, there's a thread there with the, with the Tyler segment, the Gawkers. Yes. Yeah. But no, no, like large rap story. Uh, yeah. Just, just the presence of all our tapes on one tape that ultimately yeah lands at the gawkers absolutely now uh johannes uh suicide bid uh actually before that let's go with maggie and uh shredded uh was that loosely based on the station nightclub fire um is that where uh Oh my gosh. It was that big fire in, in the club that caused a huge stampede. Quite yes. a people lost their lives, not because of the fire, but because of the stampede that ensued. Yes, yes that was uh, certainly something that was part of the discussion. Um, and I also, uh, it's, I think it made fewer headlines, but there was a fire not that many years ago at a kind of an underground arts collective in the Bay Area um, where a lot of kids the same age as the kids in Rack um, were lost their lives. Um, super tragic. And, and obviously I, I, when you're dealing in the influence of real life tragedies on your horror movies, you have to tread lightly. So there's a lot of mm -hmm. other stuff mixed in there, but you know, I, of course I couldn't make a movie about a burned down rock venue without thinking about those things. Exactly, exactly, because it has happened in real life. Now, yes. uh, Johannes, uh, you did the bit, the, the bit suicide bid. Mm -hmm. uh, it has multiple examples of Christian imagery, the, the cross, the coffin, the necklaces. Uh, was it your intentions to bring that all that imagery into the story? And if so, what was its meaning uh, that you wanted to convey? 
<laughs> Got to try and sound smart here. No, not at all. <laughs> um, the uh, the university is um, it's set in Gatlin Christian University. Gatlin is the small town in Children of the Corn. Um, and it was just, I was just having a bit of fun with that. So it wasn't really there. Uh, the, the cross in the, in the coffin, like it, it's all movies that I grew up with. So the, the cross in the coffin is, is, uh, um, serpent in the rainbow. Uh, so nineties so movies or 80, late eighties and nineties movies I grew up in. So there wasn't, I, I just like playing with the imagery. I, I would love to sound, um, Smarter. No, no, that's fine. Sounds smart because you're British. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, was, there was a plan. There was a plan. But no, uh, it now, was, yeah. now, Flylo, yours is Ozzy's Dungeon. And man, that was a trip right there. <laughs> Clearly inspired by the 90s Nickelodeon show Double Dare. Oh. Okay. Oh. I don't know if you remember that or whatnot. <laughs> but I mean, what inspired you to make a show, to make a, a horror bit out of a show that was on Nickelodeon over 30 years ago and just turning it turn it into this like damn wild ass ride? <laughs> I don't know. I think I think there was just that part of me that was just connected to the nineties, just thinking about things that I wish I was part of, you know, uh, and as well, I just felt like I could, it was something that was kind of a stretch for a lot of people to be able to build, but I knew my production designer called a Greenwood could probably pull it together. And, um, as well, I just felt like if I didn't do something like that, someone else would probably do a double dare something soon. It's, it's too ripe, you know? Uh, it was, and and I and this is how old I am. I remember that show. Um, now Maggie uh, shredded. It it appears that the the victims in that bit were because they went in there total lack of respect. Yes. Uh, and for me, it appears that's why they were targeted by the entities that were left behind during that stampede. Would you say that's accurate? I would say that's accurate. You know, I wanted to do a, a thing where I presented the, the villains of the short as the heroes and then vice versa. Um, so, so we spend most of the movie with our villains and then they, and then they get taken down by our heroes who just happen to be, um, you know, really decrepit um, ghost uh, riot girls. Uh, so yes, that was that's absolutely accurate. But even the the ghost riot girls, even at the end and what they do, they still play music. They still love playing music. It almost sort of comes across that they're not these totally evil beings. Uh, yeah, they got revenge for being mocked, being made fun of, not being, not believing mm -hmm. that they were still there, but. At their core, it's looking at their videotapes, their their interviews while they were alive that they did. They loved oh, yeah, music. Those, they those are the good guys. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. loved music. They loved music. They loved music in life, and they loved music in death. What do you think about yeah. that? Oh, that's uh, absolutely right. And you know, it's uh, it was really fun getting to create a uh, a ghostly 
score and figure out how it was that these musical ghosts were going to interact with the camera and how their um, how their presence shows up in in their life after death. Mm-hmm. Um, so crafting all of those elements was was something that uh, myself and my team did really thoughtfully. Um, but but absolutely, it's also meant to be you know three different plays on the word shredding. Uh, you know we're, we're shredding on skateboards, we're shredding on our guitars, and then we're shredding uh, these little disrespectful kids' uh, bodies into pieces. Huh, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Uh, that's where it came from. That's that's the collective idea that you're supposed to walk away from it with. And then uh, and then just you know wanted to have a lot of fun uh, in in this in the arena of VHS getting to do really bombastic practical effects and drop a lot of blood from the ceiling um, is, is a real gift. So, <laughs> And for our audience watching, this movie is just a fun horror movie. It does not lack gore, blood, <laughs> any of the fun horror elements. Now, Johannes in Suicide Bid, Fraternity, sorority, hazing still goes on today. Uh, It has led to some real tragedies that we've all seen and heard about in the news. Uh, You tie this to an urban legend story that we hear in the bit itself, uh, which makes it very fascinating. How did you come up with that urban legend that sort of comes true in the bit itself? um the the it's actually based on something real um or or it's based on a real um uh legend myth tale uh guillotine is well i've got to remember this now it's been a while i think it's lithuanian it's a lithuanian legend uh i don't know how i stumbled across it i was just sort of researching coffins I, I when josh asked me to do this i just i i wrote back to him and said look what if it what if it's an idea of someone trapped in a coffin and and you hear a knocking on the coffin lid mm-hmm. and i just liked that idea and then i just started researching around it and so there is this there is this legend of guillotine uh um and so it, it's sort of loosely based on 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 that I can't remember. Do you know what it is? It's okay. It's okay. I, I, I forget these things at my age, you know. Um, uh, I But yeah, yeah, so it's a real, it's a real thing. Now, the spider box that is given to the pledge who has to spend the night in the coffin just shows the cruelty of these sorority sisters who are trying to haze this new pledge. Uh how did the actor who play who played the pledge react to having the spiders crawl all over her face, you know, while you guys were shooting in that looked to be very small spot? Yeah, it was it was some um, I, I can't I can't say that she, you know, you know, I loved it. <laughs> but no, she she was she was in for it. It was weird. I think the the toughest bit was um we were we were doing the um we were we had the spider lady diane um uh show us the the spiders uh and i'm i'm pretty arachnophobic myself so i was freaking out and then at one point she just we were talking about the uh she had done the billy eilish 
music video which has spiders and she just picked up a tar- I said how did you do the thing with the spider coming out of the mouth and she picked up a tarantula and she just popped it in her mouth and I was like sweet Jesus uh and said okay right we're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to try that in the uh in the movie so we did that in the movie um uh with the whole guillotine thing and we did two takes the but obviously it's been practiced before the guy asked the guy will you do it and he said yeah okay i will stupidly but then obviously he's got all the makeup on and um so when we did it the the spider uh, there was obviously the smell of glue and and, and stuff around so the the, the spider <laughs> it didn't quite go the way it should have done so the first take he opened his mouth and the spider went the wrong way uh and and went backwards instead of out oh so god i was like christ and then the the the, the second take uh it, it came out but it either then sort of shed its its hairs into his mouth so oh. his whole mouth oh, oh no whole, whole mouth went what a horrible numb. detail to describe yeah. <laughs> Um, so we, that was it. We, I, I asked to do a third take, but no one would give me a third take. Yeah, um, I don't blame them. I don't blame no, them. Now, no. Yeah. Now, Maggie, we're almost out of time, but I want to leave this question to you. Uh, so here you are, modern day world, and you're trying to shoot a film that is going to come across as being from a VHS tape. What kind of challenges does that present to you as a director? Um you know many but many of them exciting ones uh you know there is a a kind of gleeful joyous nostalgia to this entire movie and certainly for my segment in particular all of my department heads uh my production designer Britt keller my costume designer jenny newman uh my dp alex chunu we were all really interested in nailing the era authenticity of course, that comes with some strange uh, quirks. We uh, shot on a on a Sony camera from the era that couldn't be monitored in any kind of regular way. So there are a lot of funny behind the scenes videos of me running behind my DP as he's skateboarding around with the kids, um, and and I'm just trying not to trip him with the like monitor wire. Um, but you know the 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 beauty of of working in those old formats is they have a kind of a a warmth and a specialness mm-hmm. to them and uh and i it was really exciting to nail it from a technical aspect um and and uh that's something we tried really hard to do and i think for, for, me, for me it was part of the one of the biggest appeals of of doing this this piece in this time was to was to play with those old formats. I never would have guessed you actually used old equipment. I thought you used modern digital uh, cameras and then in post-production, everything was made to look like it was a VHS tape. So that's very impressive. We shot, we shot on two cameras to be safe, but um, the really the bulk of the film with the exception of I think two specialty shots was all on that um, late 90s well, Sony. Kudos to you guys. That's an, That was amazing. We're out of time. I want to thank you guys flying Lotus, Maggie Levin, Johannes Roberts, the movie again, guys, VHS 99 premiering exclusively on Shutter October 20th. Check it out. It's a, it's like an hour and 48 minutes, but it's a wild ride from start to finish. Thank you guys so much for coming on here and sharing your thoughts. Stay safe. I'm excited for the public to see this film 
And everybody, thank you for tuning in. Until next time, stay safe and stay walking. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Thanks.